0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Bid Effect. Finally, today, we will put an end to Dark Souls 2. Or will it be a cycle? And at the end of this episode, we're just going to start talking about the Fallen Giant again.
1: Oh, God. Can you imagine? Oh, God. Dave, you've re-lit the fire.
0: Oh, fire. Oh, it from- oh. Oh.
1: it wasn't a bucket out. of water. It was
0: gasoline, Craig. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> As always, is a sturdy, sturdy son, bro, is my good friend Craig.
1: Hello. Again, for the third time. And
0: for the third time. Alright, so, as I explained on the Gothy episode, which if you didn't listen to it, I'll do a really quick explainer here. Just due to scheduling things with Craig moving, we haven't had a chance to record one long monster episode, so we're sorry for having to split it up into three. But without further ado, let's go to Brightstone Cove Seldora, which I believe is where we left off last time. And we're going to talk about the Duke's dear Freya. You're supposed to make spidery noises. Or get a violin and pluck it. Like. Okay, so getting back into the groove of things. First off, Brightstone Cove Seldora.
1: Are you scared of spiders, Craig? No, not in the slightest. Didn't it nerve you at all to see them like stuck to the wall just looking at you? No, Uh, the the bit that got me, genuinely, got a bit of a, ooh, was the first time you see a spider and you poke it and then it stands up and it's a human with the spider on his back. Piloting a spider? Or a (laughs) spider piloting a human, there we go. Exactly, that was the bit where I went, ooh, and then I just, you know, like, kept on. This area confused the, balls off of me because I didn't know where to drop off and where I was going to die essentially that, and it introduces a new mechanic of blooming sliding what do you call those rope slidey like a grab onto it and you slide down
0: oh, oh the can... zip lines. oh the ziplines yeah the zip yeah. okay sorry
1: yeah sorry the, the zip lines. I didn't realise that zip lining was a thing in these games because it never happened before and then all of a sudden I'm ziplining about the place I had a tremendous amount of fun by the end of this, trying to navigate without dying. This was the, like, my... This Dark Souls 2's platforming challenge was this for me.
0: <laughs> um, I also realized that I made a mistake here, Craig, because much like the Covetous Demon, I forgot to put a boss in. Um, and that boss is the Prowling Magus, I believe is the name of it? Or, like, the 70s band, the Prowling Magus, and the Congregation. It's a funk band, I think. Um, <laughs> did... did these guys register for you at all, or was this just a whoop and it's done?
1: I think it was a whoop and done. Um, you walk into the chapel, because obviously you've fought down there. You walk into the chapel, and they're kind of there, and it feels like a boss, but it's got the difficulty of a normal mob.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's got all the, like, semiotics of it. It's like, oh, there's a boss bar. Ooh, Ooh. there's the music. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's done.
1: Oh, um, oh oh yeah done
0: and and was it was it this one where I'm sorry ah, because Craig's been playing a lot of Dark Souls three and we've been talking about that too uh, were you running the rapier in this
1: yes the rapier was my Dark Souls two run oh my god
0: <laughs> so how did how did you do with a group fight with a rapier because I just walked in with a big honking sword and just you yeah. know two three people per hit. <laughs>
1: No, by this point in the game, I was really comfortable with my rapier tactics. So as I mentioned previously, if you roll, you stab or throw in the direction that you roll. So you have to introduce a bit of a delay on yourself. But I already, from dealing with mobs, knew to isolate people or to find the fullest away person, roll round so that I was at at my back against the wall, basically, and the rapier does a tremendous job of poking lines of people to death because your stab damage goes through the person in front of you and to the person behind. It was staggering everyone. so it, Oh, it, okay. It, it was really kind of... It took a bit of, you could, to use your word, finagling to get yourself into a position where it worked, but when it worked, it was glorious.
0: Uh, you know You know. what's weird? So uh, in the meantime of us talking about this for the last three weeks... I um I went back and I loaded up my old save my my original PS4 save when Scholar First came out and there I was being a mage using a rapier and I'm like what was I what? thinking this is dorky uh so Ooh. I must have saw the merits of the rapier at some point but I have since yeah. forgotten what the merits are the
1: the the best thing about a rapier because it pokes as if you apply any status to it you can really quickly bleed someone. So if like, oh, this is true, yeah. Um, and one of the rapiers, I think it might be Rogers' rapier. I can't remember. It's R two is a really quick, like seven stabs. So if you land that, someone's bleeding to death. It's really good for dealing with those mobs and stuff. It's it's, it's a solid tactic. Oh, anyway, I mean,
0: yeah. No horizontal will throw me off nowadays. I think I just got used to big old strength weapons. Uh, all right, so now that we've made that pit stop with the prowling congregation, let's finally talk about the big two-headed spider dude, lady, yeah, whichever she is. Uh, first off, did you accidentally get screwed out of this one?
1: And and the two-headedness of the spider.
0: Well, before As there a... used to be a bug. No pun intended. That you could knock off both of its heads and it would still be alive, uh, and so you
1: couldn't oh damage God. it. <laughs> that, that sounds terrifying,
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, just a spider body with no heads. Um, yeah, how did you tackle this first off?
1: Um, it was it, like, I, if, if I remember correctly, I attacked one head until... Well, the first thing I did was try to roll between it to go, oh, my God, there's another head. You know, like, there's no going... Much like the Flexile Sentry, there's no going behind this spider because it's just two-sided. I did lop off a head and then stuck behind it. I I didn't even... this wasn't strategy. This was pure gut. i have got to try and get through this. I wasn't like I'll lop off one head and then I'll lop off another head and blah blah blah. No, I was just kind of half terrified because it's a gigantic ass spider. I'm not scared of spiders, but one that size? Oh me, yeah, it, it could be it could be the
0: it could be the world's most innocuous animal if it's that size. I'm scared of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and the other, how did you the other that? thing you do that? Stop them.
0: Ooh. that's a unique strategy i never actually thought of that actually i didn't i didn't kill any of the ads because um i just brought in a torch and Uh spiders are canonically terrified of torches so i was just like hold the torch stab the big one
1: the entire level is trying to tell you to hold a (laughs) torch and i never got it i never got it at all
0: so all those rooms that have the sconces right there and the braziers right there okay
1: I just walked straight past them.
0: Fair enough. Um, did he rank it all on or she? I can't remember. Who, I think Freya. I think it's she. Did she rank it all on the um either the cool list or the had a bit of difficulty with
1: list. Uh, d- d- more more on the cool side of things. I think the the tone of this entire area the my favourite bit is actually when you cross that wee wooden rickety bridge and you <laughs> walk into the room and all the sp- you look up and there's just spiders dangling everywhere the the entire tone of the build up to the boss fight sets you up for a really good it's a really good set piece of a level so that's what got me and like we said before Dark Souls two does feel like miniature set pieces it's just a really good one of those but not, not a particularly difficult boss.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of just the little things, like uh, when you step on the webs, it slows you just a tiny amount, and it looks like your feet are sticking to the webs as you go down the webs. It's like, oh, that's a nice little touch. Um, out of the four big ones, uh, Freya might be my favorite in terms of just design. Like It's definitely better than, like, oh, there's a big demon guy here. Yeah. You know, there's the rotten, and like, I think I think Freya might be my favorite. Alright. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, c- I can get on board with that.
0: After we stab the actual duke himself in the back room, who's just, you know, doing dukey stuff, um, we move on to Drangleic Castle, and this is where the game goes, I hate you, Dave. And I'm like, alright. <laughs> uh, <laughs> first off, that reveal, when you come out of a, th- you go from oh. a sunny... To Into a tunnel to just pouring uh, rain. Oh my gosh, Craig, I love that moment.
1: Uh, exact, exact, exact same feeling. You go into a tunnel, it's maybe a two-foot tunnel or something like that, and that instant change, you don't question it. This is Dark Souls. You don't question it. You don't question it on a game level. It's not like, oh, it's a game, so it can do that. You all of a sudden get this impending tone change and a, just a shift in how you're feeling, and it, I think it it's, it's a shame it, it doesn't play more in these kind of unique wee things, but I think it really sets you up for a great well, a great time. And, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's not a happy time, but <laughs> it, it's a really great wee thing for flavor. Oh,
0: yeah, the way it frames that castle up on the hill too, mm-hmm. it, it's fantastic. And then you run into my buddies, the Mastodon Knights, and they're on the bridge, and they're like, we're sorry, we can't let you go. And you're like, but I have one of your weapons, sir. Mm-hmm. And they say, we don't care. Um, how long did it take you to grok onto the killing the small people by the big giants to get them to turn the thing to open the
1: door? Uh, not that long, actually. To be honest, like it just, it, uh, maybe just accidental. I don't know, but it worked—an absolute treat.
0: Okay. And again,
1: something different.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I guess they're also setting up here for what you can do later uh, in the castle with the ruined knights and all of that. That room that just just oh. tore Dave a new one every time. <laughs>
1: honest honestly like the first time i did it was an accident i didn't know how i did it the second time i did it i clicked see by the time you get to that room with all the knights and all the statues and stuff i'm like oh fuck yeah just just no it becomes a game like i if i'm honest didn't like this area a lot not just because of that the knights are pretty arseholes as well and oh, what the uh, it, the like uh, chess piece
0: knights, the the horsehead guys?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I I was just a wee bit like nah, I don't like the golems. I don't like this. I ran through a lot of this. This was this was football, Craig, at his finest.
0: Okay, that's that's fair enough. Uh, did the mimic get you? Because that's why Dave hates this place. Because Dave always forgets there's a mimic there, and I always get eaten every time.
1: I, I'm not joking, I just stopped picking up any chests before, <laughs> like, until I took a few steps back and hit it with an arrow every single time. And, you know, sometimes they put three chests and you think, oh, one of them's clearly a mimic and it's not. And you're like, well, stop doing this to me. You're just all in like, what do you call it? Um, not flameboarding, because that would be horrific, Uh gaslighting gaslighting there you go okay i was wondering where you were going with that
0: <laughs> yeah, uh yeah, just... yeah they, they seem to be masters of knowing exactly where to put a mimic to where you're yeah. like oh sh- oh that's not a mimic i had to fight to get here they're not gonna put a mi- oh they did
1: yeah yeah um not cool guys but actually cool really well done oh
0: very cool um <laughs> this is also a little bit of a wet fart of a boss uh this is between dragon riders yeah you just plow through them they're not that much of a threat even two of them
1: yeah and again it's a fight with two guys not my favorite thing to go through but it it was it was fine enough it just 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 like big big npc not npc enemies but big normal enemies that do normal things darks and armor they do normal things and that's and, about and it. then we
0: we we move on past this really cool like I also like that set piece of that bridge with all the the horsehead knights sitting on it. Mm-hmm. like I know you guys are coming alive but it's when will you come alive um <laughs> you get to the coolest dorken armor in this game and that is oh, the looking glass knight
1: oh, I I wish I was there back in the day and had internet to to go through the, the looking glass, glass knights kind of set piece in itself so I didn't the looking glass knight is a dark an armor with a mirrored shield who could, back in the day, if someone else was playing, summon another human player into the boss fight to fight against you, which I just think sounds f- not like that. Sounds inc- I'm not one for PvP, but that sounds incredible. And um, as it turns out, it was more rolling to his right and stabbing and rolling to his right and stabbing. I really enjoyed this one though, like the entire arena is really cool looking so oh the just... raging
0: thunderstorm and, and just <laughs> yeah. like ah, oh, um there's a little bit more to it i think uh this is one of those things where what build you play depends on how you're going to hit this so the pvp okay. thing is kind of a from soft tradition there was a boss like this in demon souls there was a boss like this in dark souls 3 there's a boss like this in was there a boss like this in bloodborne i can't remember i can't remember but either way, it could be a giant death sentence if you see another person come out of that mirror. And they come mm. out super cool. Did you see the animation?
1: Any no, chance? no.
0: Oh, so you see the you see the player inside the shield. And you see him start banging on the glass to get out. And then the glass cracks. And then, boom, there he is. And you're like, oh, this is great. Um, it was a death sentence every time for me. I'm terrible at PvP. I don't enjoy it. But uh, if you're a spellcaster, spells reflect back if you oh hit the
1: shield that's so funny.
0: it's it, it is really
1: cool that way but and yeah and i take it then sorry i just because i was playing about where bow in dark souls 3 if someone's holding up their shield and you hit them in the foot it still hits their shield i take it that's not the case in this like if you um, don't,
0: that i would have i would actually have to go check that because it's kind of a game by game case
1: yeah it's really disappointing when you shoot someone in the foot and it hits the shield and you're like, oh god, damn it! I'm shooting you in the foot. It's clearly oh the not- worst
0: for me is like when you know you're outside of a corner and you have a clear line of sight, but the arrow <laughs> still gets caught on the corner. Uh huh. Um, but yes, I I the Looking Glass Knight is one of my favorite bosses out of this. Super cool. I but again, yeah, not not super hard. Like I mean, sorry, that's a refrain we keep saying. But to be honest, if you're a if you're a new FromSoft player, you're going to go back to these games and go, oh, this was hard, huh? Okay. Um, So we have a double whammy here because next is the Shrine of Amana. And this is where Dave really regretted his uh, double fisty build because, oh, boy. Oh, it's boy.
1: Just, that, that is, I'm, I'm super impressed like, with, so, with your efforts.
0: So I went through uh, the Vietnam version of this level. So when the game first came out, the soul arrows had almost 100% homing. They would turn semicircles to get to you, oh, right? Wow. Okay. <laughs> and there were about 50% more of those. Like you would walk out of that cave and just blam nothing but soul arrows. This this was the hellscape for the original Dark Souls 2 and in in this, it is toned down by quite a bit, but even toned down, it was rough to get through with fist weapons. Um did you have any problems seeing the ground in the Shrine of Amana? No, I don't I don't think so. Because, because I was looking at it right now. It, when we play games for the podcast, I try to look at it from a, okay, you're colorblind. How would you see this? And it's tough for me sometimes to even notice the delineation between ground and abyss.
1: Oh, I mean, like, I can't really tell the difference. The way I got around it was I bow and arrowed everyone in a place. And then I set the camera to top-down view and basically oh, that's fair enough. like that. Good
0: point. Yeah,
1: um, because I did like I, I didn't mean to sound twatty there. I did inadvertently walk off, roll off, <laughs> and die <laughs> to well, this. But club. I just I, I adapted super quick. I I don't like it. I like I genuinely think it's one of the the bits I don't like is that there's a great big flat bit of water, but you can only walk on some of it. And it's really like you go out at Ring and everything else. Like it, it's just... a FromSoft tool in their toolbox okay. for sure. Um, yeah, like
0: like there's 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 the thing. Like I don't have a problem with you're gonna have a boss fight and there's gonna be holes in the floor, like uh, Iron King, right? Like that's fine. The oops, you weren't paying close enough attention.
1: Yeah, kind of kind of wears on me after a while. It it'd be like imagine Bloodborne fighting. What do you call it? The big spidery slug water the big the one that un- the one that ROM. unlocks yeah it'd be like fighting rom except there's holes in the water everywhere like that just it sounds cheap and cheesy and shit
0: well see now that now that you're aware of this i can say like when i first ran into rom and you notice all the water you're like uh-oh uh-oh <laughs> you're like mm. <laughs> and you go to that top down go wait is there land everywhere okay there's land everywhere we're safe uh yeah yeah absolutely uh and then you play Sekiro and your character can swim and your brain just explodes and you're like, "Oh my gosh, they put swimming in." Um okay, so this area will have a special place in my heart because this has my 100% DLC included favorite boss of this game. I love the Maiden of Song so much. So, you're you're going through this whole level and you're you're hearing this singing and you're like, "Well, that's some charming singing. That's kind of cool. That's a nice atmosphere to this place. And then you go to those little huts and you're like, oh, maybe it's them singing. You know, it's the little ladies, the Milifinito. And they're just singing. And then they all disappear and you're like, okay, they're still singing. Mm -hmm. And then you go into Boss Fog and they have just enough animation left where you see it match up with the singing. You're like, oh my Uh gosh. this is Craig, why don't you explain to the fine people what the demon
1: of song is? So... Theme in a song, absolutely like I agree. Not not flavor theme design-wise, this is an incredible boss. It is. You're in a big pond and there is a frog, but within its open mouth is a big skull and hands creeping out, and you you just it, it, this is big, sorry, scale-wise, you're talking like three or four times your height. It is terrifying intimidating it ticks. it triggers all those i've never seen anything like this before i couldn't even have imagined anything like this before like you can imagine a giant knight or you can imagine you know like this that the other
0: a giant spider <laughs> with two heads yeah yeah
1: i c- only a few people i think would ever imagine this level of Bleh. <laughs> yeah, um because you walk in it, and you're
0: like, oh look, it's it's a frog with a giant skull in its mouth. That's kind of cool. And then it like it, moves its head to shift its arms also out uh, of the mouth. You're like, oh my gosh, this is this is amazing. Um it really is. I this boss like like gameplay wise not the best. It does its little slip and slidey yeah. thing, which I find cool, yep. but it, it's not super intricate. but the visual design like you said is it is a triumph man like this made me smile so much the first time i saw it it
1: is so like i died the first time i came up against it and it was on a this is amazing you know like i was really distracted with (laughs) my mind exploding and at the end of the day if you've got a spare bow and arrow in your pocket you're sorted because you just keep walking backwards and shooting. yeah yeah pretty (laughs) much Oh, it's it's worth noting that the frog does close its mouth, at which point the whole thing is impervious to damage, which is just... I know, and you hit its body and you get that rubbery, like, <laughs> bleh, ting, on it. It's like, oh,
0: So good. Um, yeah, because every time I play a new Souls game, right, it, there's always that, okay, what's my favorite boss? And then every boss, you're like, okay, okay, this is a sliding scale. Oh, didn't like that one. As soon as I saw this, like, uh, they can't top this. This is, this is it. And it has remained my favorite Dark Souls 2 boss. For every playthrough. Uh, then you go to the Undead Crypt. And the Undead Crypt has a bit of a trick to it. Uh, as Gollum would say, it is a bit tricksy. Did you accidentally light a torch in here?
1: Uh, no, I didn't. So, I didn't light a torch. And I noticed that they try and trick you because there's one undead person that will follow you with a torch. uh uh-huh. <laughs> Which I think... Of all the trolley things is just hilarious. Like the fact that they would think to do that is hilarious. I, I not, not, I'm not a torch person, even when it was in places like. um, Yeah, like the,
0: uh, the Gulch and the 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 Gutter.
1: Yeah. And Gutter, I just, I I wasn't a torchy type person. So I I didn't carry a torch or it was in my inventory, but it was never equipped. I didn't, um, I didn't deal with it. Basically, so by the time you get to about a point where it is a crypt and you hear this ominous, vo- ominous voice, you do not light up, blah 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 blah. What you think, okay, I better turn the torch off, and it is an NPC who will become violent towards you, aggressive towards you, quite you so. <laughs> light, if you light a torch, but what it does in a really in the way Souls does. Is if you do light a torch, you immediately lose a quite a valuable vendor. <laughs> like yeah.
0: and a summon for the next boss, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, by this point, I, I was looking at summons, going, Dave, I'm gonna I'm gonna summon people. And I do like that you meet him, and if you light a torch, he tries to kill you. If you don't light a torch, he tries to help you beat the boss. He's a bro. I mean, like like story-wise, it's a
0: super cool story, but that's not why we're here. Um mm-hmm. Of course, you know, my first run-through, I'm like, all right, I'm going to listen to what you say, sir. You sound like um, you could kill me. So the yep. next time you play, you're like, all right, what happens? Oh, lordy, that whole place turns into just a murder box for you. It oh, is wow. It is rough. Uh, and then later on, you have the bells. The bells.
1: Mm-hmm. I hate the bells. The bell- um, again? Not going to ding the game too much, but th- the bells, sorry, are... You can ring a bell if you or an undead person accidentally taps a bell. It makes some sort of undead, freaky thing come alive. The problem is that the in- the, the enemies are all going for the bells. You are accidentally hitting a bell. You need to destroy statues <laughs> to stop... And the statues are degrading your weapon. And it's just... It takes like six or seven hits with a rapier to kill these things. All the while you can only kill three and then your rapier breaks. I I footballed my way through this again, Dave. I'm really sorry. I, I just...
0: That's fine. I, uh, I had the, the opposite problem I had, problem. I had a giant two-hand... You know, giant dual wheel thing. Where you destroy a rock in the first two hits, and but you're close enough to where that that last roundhouse accidentally mm-hmm. clangs the bell. It's like ah, shit, shit. yeah, um, and it's
1: it does spawn pretty beefy enemies. They're not they're not to be trifled with.
0: No, no, yeah, they 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 especially if you accidentally if you let one guy ring a bell, then you accidentally mm. ring a bell. It's like okay, I really gotta stop and handle this situation.
1: The bit that got me and the bit that made me football my way through it was because I could mentally see what I needed to do because before you enter that door into the first area with Bells, if you look left, you can literally... It's obvious that's where the boss is going to be. Mm-hmm. And look, there's a bridge and a lever. that It's like a stone's throw away. It's so frustrating. I thought, I just need to get to that lever. So I just ran. Um.
0: So you didn't end up doing the alternate place that not the alternate place the alternate state for this place no so if, if you explore a little bit you'll f- you may have noticed these giant statues along the wall. super cool right mm-hmm. um in that area where it, once you come out you can look to the right and you see okay that's where the boss is there's the bridge there and all that stuff there is one sconce there that if you light it, it lights them all the way down at <gasps> infinitum. And you get like this, that cool Indiana Jones, like, all the way down. It's like, ah, that's so cool. And then the whole place just, like, shines. It's super cool. Um, turns out Agdane, the uh, the Dark Boy, doesn't, doesn't like that very much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, all right, so you deal with, with the bells, and mm-hmm. you lower the bridge, and then you run down this really cool set piece where they got all these mausoleums. On both sides of you, and there's guys yep. guarding it. And then you look down, and it's like, oh, that's another dragon rider. And then you're just like, yeah, run by him. Who cares? And you go into the boss fog, and you get what might be my favorite mechanical fight, if it's a dork in armor. Oh, really? Like, I like this guy's moveset a lot. He's got a really cool uh mechanic to him. So, uh, this is Veldstat, the King's Aegis. Was it Aegis? I think it's
1: Aegis. How do you say
0: that? Aegis, I would say. Aegis, okay. Um, What makes Velestat cool is he's, first of all, wearing purple, which makes him already better. And then he's got, like, this giant two-handed mace, but the mace head is this bell. And he just kind of whams that thing around and does some really cool stuff with it. Um, This was actually a wall for me the first time I played it.
1: How did you hit it? Um, so I ran, ran down the, ran down the stairs. Uh, some really annoying undead person somewhere rings a bell. Obviously,
0: <laughs> obviously,
1: <and laughs> everything comes alive. So I did. I ran through, went into the fog, and just used my tactic to kill the guy. I Think there's one attack he does where he does the a bell ringing area around him, and those are the attacks that always get me. You know, things that are like an area of effect. Directly yeah. on the boss is my downfall because that's where I am.
0: Uh yeah, I, I'm, I'm, you know, dodging in and out, you know, just moving back and forth. Um, the cool Velstat has a bit of a small Easter egg, and since we're doing the whole game, doesn't matter if we spoil it now. So in the story, Velstat Fume Knight, they were all like, "Ah, oh, I'm the cooler guy." They was all like, "No, I'm the cooler." I'm, I'm bashing my hands together like the little toys, just so you know, and. If you walk into Fume Knight wearing Velstat's helmet, he immediately powers up into Phase 2 oh, Or his whole talking. life bar. No, no, it, it's kind of a cool little touch, yeah. Oh, wow, that was cool. So, anyway, I could have brought that up at Fume Knight, but I would have forgotten by this point. So, uh, after you're done with Velstat, the purple boy... Probably the only gut check moment in the game in terms of emotionality, if you're paying attention to the story. If you're not, no biggie. Uh, so the whole game you're hearing about King Vendrick this, King Vendrick that, King Vendrick so cool. You wish he was a baller, wish he was a little bit taller. That's Vendrick. And then you go down these giant stairs and you see just this giant naked zombie dude just yeah. shuffling around, dragging his sword. And you're like, oh, that's, that's King Vendrick cool uh really i really like because uh spoiler for the first dark souls in the first dark souls you hear a bunch about this guy gwyn and they kind of play that with it but you don't get to the end and gwyn's doing this gwyn is the end boss right so like ah this is real it was a really nice subversion of expectations when you first played this because oh he's not the end boss there is a trick to fighting him as I would imagine you either Googled or found out for yourself?
1: Uh this was a, a Google. I've got to say I Vendrick was the last person I killed after the game and DLC. I didn't kill him at this okay. point.
0: No, 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 um, you'd be you'd be nuts to, yeah. to kill him at this point.
1: Um so that like the point of Vendrick at this point, obviously he's a tempting person to try and kill. You need to hit him a few times to activate the boss fight but there's a ring at the back of the wee place he's pacing about in, and that is what you're after at this point, not yeah, the actual I, I, boss. No, no, there's
0: really no reason to actually kill him. Like, no. and he doesn't give them said, any souls. Sorry.
1: Yeah. I, no, I was just going to say, I said to you, like, I felt absolutely terrible for the guy. Like, he's obviously just a a fraction of his former self, and I messaged you or told you, face-to-face, except on voice chat, it's not face-to-face, live, that I was like, I felt really bad for him, so I didn't kill him. And you were like, well, yeah, you're supposed to, you know, because the story. And <laughs> I'm like, all right, okay. I must be paying attention. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yes, we still have to get to the end of this episode and have Craig explain to us the story of Dark Souls 2. God. So uh, you grab the king's ring, and then you can go back to all those doors that you saw that were like, per what is it? Provide proof of a king, or...
1: Yeah, um...
0: Something like that. Yo, show yeah. me that ring, dog, I think is what it says. Finger,
1: finger the king's ring.
0: Oh, ring the king's finger, or something, yeah. <laughs> and that opens up numerable places, but for right now, we're going to focus on Aldeus Keep, which is the cool, spooky, haunted mansion of this this game. Uh-huh. I love Aldeus Keep so much. Also, so Craig, when in between we're listening, I, I like to you know go back and reread stuff about the game that we're doing while we're recording it, just because you know it's fun to do. And remember last episode when we we talked about the the dragon skeleton? Did it get you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Did it do anything for you? The giant dragon skeleton.
0: Yeah. On the yeah, staircase.
1: Yeah, I, I was I was playing with the kids. And I was peeking in and out and peeking in and out and going, oh, is it going to come alive? Oh, is it going to come alive? Clearly, it's, it's just too big a scale to actually come alive. But I, from that point on, was like, I really need to pay attention because I think I'm going to have to fight a gigantic ass dragon. Like it, that's does wh- that's... Com-
0: it comes alive and does like a Terminator 2 lunge at you and then it falls to pieces. It didn't do that for me. What? It didn't do that for me this time, too. And I'm like, wait a minute. I know that happens, and I had to Google it. Oh, that would have been amazing. I know, like, because that's what I remembered. I'm I'm like, man, I remember that thing comes live. Can't wait till that gets Craig.
1: Oh, you were meaning, like, you asked me, did that do anything for you? I thought you meant emotionally. No. You mean literally, did it, like, gotcha? No, no, it was already lying on the stairs. Yeah no 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 yeah so so it lies
0: on the stairs and then when you get near it it does just this like last minute rah, and
1: and and grabs for you yeah it didn't Unless do that I'm, for
0: me this time too and I can't I, think I,
1: that you would miss that no and
0: I'm I'm very curious okay so in scholar the way to actually set it off from some quick googling. Is you actually have to light all the fires in oh. all this, and then so I'm guessing instead of being a you open the door, or rah, it's the well you've been, you've you've walked past that thing like four times now. It's certainly okay. not going to do anything, and then it gets you. But boy, got you. Did not did not happen to me this time. Anyway, yeah. So all these keep. Um, this can either be a super short area with not a lot in it, or mm-hmm. it can be an interesting fun house, like a very Scooby Doo fun house. I take it Football Craig went the super short route.
1: Uh, Football Craig did. Football Craig did not spend a lot of time in Aldia's Keep other than the NPC side quests guy that's clearly some sort of evil, evil person trapped in a force field. <laughs> no, so, really, he's a good guy. No, he's, he, a, good he's guy. a good guy. He's like, <laughs> gonna go and kill the guy that makes ladders. I'm like, there is no reason to kill Gilligan. Um, but then no? he says... And bring me his tiny statue. and I'm like, I know that's. I already know that's ten thousand souls. I'm like, who the hell is going to buy that? Okay, now I have <laughs> to go and buy that. God damn it! I thought it was a scam. I thought I was going to go back to Gilligan and he'd have his wee statue again. Um, It'd just be like it's a wee thing they get going.
0: Yeah, I was going to say it's a it's a con they got. All right, mm-hmm. you make him buy this stupid useless thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um. So in every in every Souls game. There is either one of two ways they do this, right? And spoilers for all the other Souls games, except Elden Ring, because I haven't run into that person yet. There's always an NPC that either if you save them, they go to your hub and kill everybody. Or B, they tempt you to go kill everybody by offering you rewards. Uh, and this, he is that guy, I think his name's is Not Gavilan. Navalon. Gavlon.
1: Yeah, Some, gavelan wheel, navalon um, steel.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gavelan wheels, navalon steel. Yeah. So, eventually, he'll if you progress his quest line, he'll ask you to kill the Emerald Herald. And I'm guessing that's froms way of gone. And we made you kill your level up lady. How do you feel about that? Because you can still use them. Like, did you ever kill any NPCs in Dark Souls? 2? Nope. Hey, nope. So what happens if you kill somebody that's important, they're not enough of a dick to be like, and you ain't leveling up for the rest of the game, dickwad. Um, yeah. you, there, there's a gravestone that appears, and you can summon them to their gravestone <gasps> so you can use their services, but it'll cost you like 40,000 souls to use it. Okay. So they technically never dead end you, but they are like, well, this is your I'm a dickhead tax thing. Okay. Eh, it's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, and I, I I was really, really super duper careful with all of this. Like that guy was clearly a baddie. Clearly.
0: Clearly. Very much so.
1: And I think I'm not a hundred percent certain, but where he is mirrored in the opposite corridor is a lever, and I think that's what would free him. But yes. if you ran like if I ran left instead of right first, I would have saw a lever and I'd be like, I'm pulling that lever. I could uh, accidentally freed them. Now see,
0: and, and there's where the tricky thing happens, right? Because if you're playing online, you run to the lever hallway. And I just said lever because you did, damn you. Mm-hmm. You run to the wow. lever hallway and you'll see like a bucket <laughs> load of community signs of people. Oh,
1: don't you, don't dare. you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> I thought that be
0: and, and it works against you because you're like... Are you guys trolling me? Does this make something good happen? Uh, so I really like the way the community is like, No, really, we're trying to help you. And you're still like, I think I'm going to pull that lever. Um, so yeah, it's it's super cool. Uh, so uh, there's a hallway that you run up. Bunch of locked doors on both sides. People behind paintings. Uh, sadly, they don't make the eyes move when you walk past them because that would just mm-hmm. be perfect. Uh, and then you get to an ending and it's locked. And oh, then this God. ogre is like... Hiya buddy
1: yeah. uh, I, 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 I was playing this As I said just a minute ago With the kids And when that ogre bursts through I was already like preparing to peek And poke <laughs> And just you know like Go through the door I bust through the wall That does not happen enough In these games The games are It always feels like You're in an area You clear it out You move to the next area This was a clear violation Of the doorway code <laughs> In a Souls game, you're not just running through a doorway to get to hide from a big guy. So all of a sudden, you're scrambling about as he busts through a wall. And I thought, I'll run into that wee room at the side, and he busts through that. Well, they must know yep. <laughs> that that's exactly what you're going to do. It is incredible. Like I've never giggled and been frightened so much as when that happened. I was. And this is, of course,
0: messing. after the giant basilisk that you're like, yeah, that cage ain't gonna hold you, buddy. What are oh, you doing? Honestly. So funny. Uh, This all culminates into uh, you making a mad dash out the door and into a really cool mini walkway where you can see for miles. And it's really cool skybox stuff going on there. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. you walk in the room and you get a real wet fart of a boss called the Guardian Dragon.
1: Yeah. It's It's a real shame. Guardian Dragon is your most stereotypical of dragon fights he flies about wee bit. he breathes fire and when he's breathing fire he's pretty well locked into a certain direction so that's your moment to like just stab away it's really disappointing compared to the dragon rider from Dark Souls what three that I've just fought nameless not the king. dragon rider the nameless king the first part of the name Jesus yeah. Oh my god, oh my brain, my brain. I know, I was going to um, say, yeah, it's all tumbling out, Craig. <laughs> I know, it's just all coming out. That I know it's a later game, but it's just a fantastic fight. This is, like, you could have been playing Skyrim or something like that, and that sounds awful. I wish I hadn't It feels that. like
0: a Zelda boss, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, although, um, I mean, like, like, there's the thing, right? And they even do a good dragon fight in this game. Sin is a good dragon fight. But I don't know if it's because this takes place in a cage and he likes to hunker up on the walls or whatever it does. Uh, This just is not a fun boss. He also looks really doofy. Like, I don't like the visual design of the Guardian Dragon. Uh, Maybe it's that chin spike that sort of makes him look like the Monarch from Venture Brothers. But it just doesn't do it for me. So, we don't like the Guardian Dragon around here. And them's fighting words if you done do. Uh, So... You go to Dragonary. This place, even though there's not much to do here, I love the aesthetics of this place. I love it to death. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Craig, I think I asked you off air. Did you get whammyed by the bridge? And you said no because Craig footballs through things. Mm-hmm. Does not does not kill.
1: Yeah, it's. Oh, I feel terrible, but at this point, I did. I I I wasn't like gearing towards getting to the end some of the enemies especially in this place I found were just bonkers the thing I did like is in Dragon Area, there's lots of tiny wee baddies I always say baddies what's the t- what's a better term than or is baddies okay? enemies mobs <sighs> enemies, whatever mobs I quite like baddies um, but there's one big baddie and as you walk up into this area all the wee baddies kind of bow oh, yep. oh, oh they're bowing and if you kill the big guy, the the guys in that area kind of just leave you alone. I think that's really cool. If you try and football your way through the place, all of a sudden, you it's, it is like days gone. You have 400 <laughs> of these guys chasing you as you try to figure out what ledge to drop off to get to stairs, to go up, to go down, to go left, to go right. I, this is and one then you've I got that up.
0: giant stairway where they're just oh. lined up.
1: Uh, honestly so I did I footballed my way all the way up that because it just got to it just got stupid to be honest it got stupid <laughs> the amount of people that were running about so, the place
0: okay so this is another one of those spots where my brain is like wait was that the original or was that Scholar because this time when I ran through I very much did like a Craig playthrough I didn't 100% explore I killed everything along the way but I didn't go into all the little nooks and crannies mm-hmm. so in Unless I'm mistaken, when DS2 released, only the big guys will aggro you, right? Yeah. Unless you touch the petrified dragon egg in the back.
1: Or oh, that and egg. And
0: that... Did you pick up the egg?
1: Yeah, I picked up the egg.
0: Then that's what the set egg. them all off. It's not... Because otherwise, you're walking up this giant staircase, and they're all like bow, 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 and you're like, "Oh, this is so cool! I feel like,
1: you know, I'm, I'm a king, dog." Um, oh no, they were, they were all just. But I, I grabbed the egg. Don't
0: don't, don't steal the egg. Whenever there's an egg on a pedestal, don't don't ever take the egg. I'm
1: fucking taking. I already knew I needed the egg because the guy, the vendor, in Iron Keep was like, "Oh, Mag-Golf. could really be doing yeah. that." Yeah, I could put in with a big egg. He doesn't literally say that, but that's what he wants. He wants the big egg.
0: <laughs> okay, alright. Well that's friend. Did you did you give him the big egg? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the that kind of works the way it does in Elden Ring to use a, a larger one. You can parts of you become a dragon and you get like breathe fire and you know a lot of the uh dragon spells that get used. This, that's how you unlock I, them
1: through PvP. One 100% joined it and then immediately went and joined a different covenant again. I was like, "Ah, oh, sack this. I can't, yeah, I'm, no, I mean, I,
0: that's fair enough.
1: I like my three buttons that I know what they do.
0: <laughs> I know, uh, a, a
1: spell by thi- just
0: I don't know. doesn't work. By this
1: point, I still didn't know that you could map spells to the D-pad. I've always wondered why there was a blank spot. This is still the level I was at at this point in the game. I, I have
0: a remind me about that because I have a question for you. That I'm curious to see what your answer is, and it has to do with that. But for now, we run up these giant stairs and we meet the ancient dragon, who can either be friend or foe. Um, did you make him a foe, or did no. you keep him a friend?
1: I, of all of the things, like I did go back and kill, Vendrick. But I have the utmost respect for a, an aging dragon. Been here a while, seen a few things. He's just chilling. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to go and muck that up.
0: Uh, it's it's it is one of the worst mechanically designed boss fights in the game. It it so I'm glad you didn't because it it is it's not a fun fight at all. So we're gonna pretend that we don't fight Mr. Ancient Dragon, who I sounds like Sean Connery and Dragonheart in my brain. Because every dragon sounds like Sean Connery Dragonheart. Dragonheart. Uh, and instead, we start going into the memories of the giants. Not going to explain all this a whole bunch. You, you do some Dark Souls-y stuff, and you get to a boss fight. And that boss fight turns out to be the giant lord. Which is the giant from the beginning of the game. And now you know why he's so pissed at you. Um, I got killed by the head more times than I got killed by the boss. How about you? Oh,
1: boy. God, I get killed by the head the first time, clearly. Like, that that was going to happen. Um, didn't get killed by the giant lord when I eventually got to him. But this was the point of the game where I kind of ha- half thought I had an under. So this is a good point to tell you what I think the story is all about. Sure, let's do it. Be- because I think this is one of the pinnacle points of the story. And I think what happened is you've got Vendrick, or whoever the king is, did something... Invaded the giants. He get told the giants are coming, so you get in there first. He invaded the giant land. The giants are like, fuck you, we were minding our own business. So then invaded back, invaded Drangleic. And then this fight is like, the, the giant, they're being defeated. The giant, the giant lord is there getting smacked or smacking everyone about the place. And that is why the giants were there. That's why there's all the dead giants and all of this kind of stuff and these memories are telling you the story about how they got to that point. Okay. Is that... You are... I would
0: say you've got about one-fifth of the story down pat. Okay, okay. All right, right, cool. So I'm going to ask you a couple questions. We'll see if we can explore Mm -hmm. the other four-fifths of this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why did he invade the giants?
1: Why did he invade the giants? Why did he invade the giants? He invaded the giants because of i i know that i actually do know this i just can't remember
0: that that is the
1: that's the worst it, day they day stole
0: day.
1: Oh, i know they know i know this but I'm, i can't tell you right now because my brain is on like pause <laughs> That's fine um don't no no don't tell, don't tell me okay 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 did it's not like a lord of the rings thing where they had a ring they i think did he not think that the giants were going to attack because of some racist person that was in his in his you No, know, he like didn't underling. have a worm tongue uh, Okay, right, going on okay, damn um, Right, okay, I don't know He went go, there because
0: go. because they thought the, the way to solve the hollowing
1: <gasps> That's what it is Solving the hollowing, yep Okay, sorry, yeah, I, I know now And I, I by the, oh, Sorry, by this point the king did inherit a land that was already had the hollow people problem and mm-hmm. that was the solution to it.
0: I uh, Well, it, they thought that was the solution mm-hmm. to it. And that's oh, why they when thought, you go to Shrine yeah, of the Mana, he's got that little th- room off to the side that will make you uh, human again. But then, you know, okay, Dark Souls story stuff happens. Gonna leave it at that. Um, but what I do think is a really cool touch is all the places he went that had rumors to, oh, we solved this problem are all the places you go in the DLC. And so you get this... You pretty much get to reenact everything... that this guy did trying to save his kingdom. Except you make it... work or not work... depending on how you read the ending. Really curious about your read on the ending. Okay. So... We go through all there. We get the giant's memories. And we're like, alright. We are ready to be king, damn it, Nishandra told us to be a king. We're going to be a king... Then the emerald heralds all like, "Dude, you should totally be a king." And you're like, "You know what? You're right. I went to Oxford. I deserve this." So, you go down to the throne of want. And at this point, you surely got to be feeling, "All right, this is this has to be the end, right?" Like that walk is the most telegraphed this is the end of the game thing I've seen in a long
1: time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm walking down the stairs and things are looking bad. <laughs> Type yeah.
0: So you go through the you go through the the fog and you run through the throne watcher and throne defender and you have a thing where you think personally that having double bosses is a cheap way to do it without adding mechanics, right? How do you feel about these
1: guys? Uh, these guys are a bit better because they do different things. Like I think. Oh, I don't know. I don't want to contradict myself too much, and because there's been a gap between recording one episode and another, I genuinely, at times, my feelings could change on a minute-by-minute basis. But I kind of like that it's a straightforward enough fight, but because they've got two different movesets, you pick one that you want to kill first and just kill that one first.
0: Okay, I take it... Okay, so here's another... Uh, First off, I'm curious. So... After playing Dark Souls 3, you're getting a little tired of it, but there's actually two bosses thing, right? How do the Ruin Sentinels look in retrospect for you?
1: I kind of like the Ruin Sentinels as well. Okay, can you... How, uh, do you mean how did they look, or...
0: No, 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 like, like what do you as think as of the boss fight? I'm sorry, sorry if it sounds like I'm interrogating you. I'm just, just curious. No,
1: no, 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 like... I think the rune sentinels, on reflection, it is kind of cool because it's not like they just gang up on you and they all just try and stab you to death. They do different things, and it's staged in the way like that feels set piecey. The rune sentinels, you're on that platform, okay, and you you stab one of them to death, and then the other one surprises you. Or that's what happened with me. So it was kind of cool, and it was also kind of cool when you were down in the main bit with two of them, to juggle where they were and try and figure out how to get your rapier to stab through both of them or to, to figure that out so maybe I was more down on that side of things than what I would normally be maybe it's fair enough um,
0: just just in case you're wondering um, what I think probably set Craig as the Ugh, this is getting old was the Pontiff Sullivan fight like the oh yeah. it's just a, I mean even though that has a really cool twist to it but Uh, Throne Watcher and Throne Defender also have a twist to them, and either you got extremely lucky, or you're not quite remembering all of it. So, what makes them unique, they are two different people with two different, uh, movesets. I think one skinny, one kind of beefy, two different tempos you have to work with, and you have to separate them. So, the way this works is, if you kill one, the other one revives them. You have to oh, kill them I, within 20 seconds of each other.
1: I already knew that was going to happen.
0: Oh, you just kind of take that for granted? I'm like, all right, well, I got to get you guys down evenly.
1: No, God, no, no. I literally Googled it because I wanted, but when I was going down the stairs, I was like, I really need to make sure that if I finish the game, I'm hitting an open world afterwards. So I, Goog- I Googled it to oh, see what I was okay. walking into. That is my bad, sorry, so I knew to get one of them down, then get the other one down and then go, Wah! and hope that they both died at the same <laughs> time Okay, at this point
0: me and my crew just rolled in on these guys, I had Vengarl. <laughs> I had I had Benhart and me, and then there were I think it was Masterless Glencore, there was another summit, so it was like, mm-hmm. me and three dudes just walked in and really? went, fuck you it, that it was not,
1: great Does that quadruple the boss health or is it like a I don't think it's scale. like Monster
0: Hunter scaling. I think okay. there's a multiplayer scale and then a single player scale. I don't okay. think it's that simple. I could be wrong though. That's not set in stone. So after you 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 knock those two out next to each other, you run into what used to be the final boss of the game. Uh the sexiest skeleton lady ever?
1: Absolutely the sexiest skeleton lady ever. So the first time you meet Nishandra is actually like earlier on in the level when you're navigating the outside of the castle. You look in through an open window and you can see this kind of like queenly, lovely dressed lady. And then when you actually meet Nishandra, it turns out she was catfishing you and she's a horrific (laughs) like 15 foot tall skeleton lady. Really, oh, yeah.
0: really negging her husband, too, earlier. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, come mm-hmm. on, you guys got married. You can't be like, ah, oh, he's such a scrub.
1: I know. I think that it was really interesting because that was, that. I think that egged me on to not go back and kill Vendrick at that point was she was like, go and kill him, go and kill him, go and, ki- go and kill him, go and kill him, go and kill him. The other thing I didn't know is if you didn't fight the giant lord, this fight doesn't start immediately after the Throne Watchers.
0: No, yeah, yeah. You can have if you don't end up doing that. You have just kind of this okay. Now what yeah. kind of thing going on?
1: Yeah, I I imagine it's like um, the John Travolta gif from Pulp Fiction, where he's just like oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: ending, <laughs> ending, anywhere. Um, yeah.
0: All right. So um, me, me and my crew. This is this is where my balling crew kind of fell short oh, because God. they they don't they don't quite have self preservation in mind. Uh, they were really mm-hmm. going ham on old Nishandra, but they did not care about them curse obelisks, whatever yeah. you want to call them. Yeah. Uh, poor poor Benhart made it longer than than Vengarl did, but uh, nobody made it out to the next boss.
1: Oh, that's that's an absolute shame. So, like, yeah, so Nishandra's trick, and this was my failing. I I didn't realize what those curse blobs were, so I was I died twice, randomly rolling about the place going, why am I dying? I'm not on fire. I'm, cl- I'm not on fire. Why am I dying? Um, it was. It's four obelisk-y things that you can uh, You just hit them once and they disappear. Yeah. The entire... Because the rest of the Sandra is easy. The entire key to this fight is literally to get rid of them first. And Except for, for that flavor. laser. I get
0: whammied by that laser mm. every once in a while. It's like, oh, shit.
1: Um, But, like, really cool... It, f- vaguely easy but really hard-hitting boss It really punishes a single mistake which is what i like i like something that i can get through by the skin of my teeth and if i fuck up a circle if i don't press circle quick enough i'm dying is really exciting
0: now let's let's take a moment to stop here because this is where the original game would have ended how does she strike you as a final boss compared to bloodborne dark souls 3 elden ring Because I always Um, took her as a really high concept, not great mechanics.
1: Yeah, well, this is the thing that I'm finding now because I've now finished Dark Souls 3 and Bloodborne, and Elden Ring and every single time it feels like the boss before the final boss is your difficulty scale. This is like, you've got good enough to beat it and now we're going to finish on story and flavour. That's what every single one has felt like.
0: I can. I'll, you know what? I'll agree with you on Bloodborne. Garamond is the end boss. Moon Presence is your flavor, to mm-hmm. your dessert mm-hmm. to finish the meal yeah. off. I can't agree with you in on that on Soul of Cinder. I think he puts up a pretty good fight.
1: Mm, not as much as Nameless King, Nameless Knight, whatever his face is.
0: No, but remember that's the optional super boss of Dark Souls Three. That's not.
1: Okay, dokie, That right? Maybe that's my. This is the order that I played it, in then so that might be. I yeah. went straight. I went straight in the same. I'll say in the same night, but maybe not. But from Nameless King to Sola Cinder.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, in this, that would be like doing Dark Lurker or Fume Knight, and then okay. going back to the Chandra.
1: All right. Okay.
0: Um. So. In the base game, when you defeated her, there was no choice. You got the ending, and there was only one ending in this game, which was super weird for a Souls game. Personally, I kind of like that because. So, first off, before we talk about Aldia's fight, what ending did you choose?
1: Um, well, and the the way that I made a save, uploaded it to the cloud, and then chose all the endings. Like that kind of oh, way Oh Craig You're killing me buddy um, I, ju- I just think like that's I've, I did that with No I didn't do that with Bloodborne I did that with Dark Souls 2 Dark Souls 3 I think I did it with Elden Ring as well Because at the end of the day You get like 10 second cut scene Of sitting on a throne Or of lighting a fire Yeah, or of, yeah. yeah And it's not enough for me For a full playthrough I'm not I'm not that way inclined
0: No, no, that's, uh, for me, that, like, I, like, okay, uh, let's use Elden Ring as an example. I went through the first one, and it was like, ooh, I choose Ranny's ending. I'm not spoiling it here. Just, we're not spoiling anything with Elden Ring. But it was like, I choose Ranny. I like that. And that's all I did. I unlocked the prerequisites to do other endings, but I just went with one. So the next time I play through, I have something new to look forward to along with a new build to explore the game with. That's the way I always hit these games. And so for like Dark Souls 1, you, I went through a sword and board first and I chose ending A. And then I was like, okay, so next time when I go through, I'm going to go through a magic build and I'm going to go ending B. And that's a, enough of a carrot on a stick where trophies kind of aren't for me. Okay, yeah. Or at least they I, weren't. Like, like, I've changed my okay. mind a little bit about that. But
1: yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, I, like, I don't... The trophy isn't the carrot for me. Just seeing all the content is the carrot for me. Like, that's all I want to do is I just want to see all the content. Um. So I... I the, the There's two endings in this. You can either, like, go for it and be king or you can say, nope. I've got Okay, so enough.
0: so the original ending when the game released was the throne of want. Okay. Ending. You walk in, you sit on a throne and you're like, "Well, now what?" Mm-hmm. And that plays into the thematic elements of the game and I think that ending is wonderful. I actually don't mm-hmm. like the Aldia ending because it doesn't play into what the game has been trying to get to you the entire time.
1: Yeah. Okay. And so this th- it's an odd thing because I felt like there is no good. It's not like you Google Dark Souls good ending because there is no. It's <laughs> not like that. But going on the throne is the way that logically, you know, one, two, and three tie together. You know, like you're either at the start of a flame or you're halfway through a cycle or you're ending that cycle. That's that's Ooh. the overarching what what Ooh. what.
0: No, it's just, it's just, that could really open up really interesting conversational can of worms that I'm resisting with all of my heart, Craig. I'm resisting this. Uh, because, because you're not as into Dark Souls lore, and that's fine. No judgments. But, like, your read on it is an interesting read because all you're reading is. Again, not an insult, surface level stuff, right? Like, this is your, I played the game mechanically, this is what I gleaned from it. And you gleaned correct things, like, like the giant thing, right? Like, you glean, you don't have the Dark Souls 1, uh, glasses to look at this through, which is fine, because obviously Dark Souls 1 is a little too janky for you, which is perfectly fine. It's a janky game now. But, um, I'm going to leave it there because that's a whole – that's a conversation we might have when we do the next Summer of Souls. Like once we do three, be like, okay, we're going to sit down and talk about the themes of the series. All right. So instead, let's talk about Aldia. This was the one thing – major thing that was added in the Scholar. Like all the times he bursts out of a bonfire Mm -hmm. and slaps you on your ass, that was all added with Scholar. It wasn't in before it. Honestly, um,
1: that guy That guy can Every fire. time Every time every That guy can't time.
0: die in a fire That man is fire He
1: is, is fire <laughs> And this is This is yet again Another time When the kids were watching And peed themselves laughing As I tentatively approached To see if a talk prompt appears Or a boss <laughs> bar appears I was like I didn't know what I was going back to I was like half Will I run at him And take the first hit Or will I do this I don't know it turns out he just wants to talk. He just wants to talk. So, Which I don't... He, he's just basically... He's just trying to convince you to not go on the throne, isn't he? Yeah, at he's
0: least. he's the advocate for the third choice. Mm-hmm. Don't light it. Don't put it out. Just walk away and we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. And
0: that's why he gives like, that speech at the end of like, not light, not dark, but mm-hmm. somewhere in between. Well, you, you know, that kind of stuff.
1: Is this game... This is this is a stupid question then I suppose, but is this game before the first game?
0: No, you. The fact that you get boss souls from the first game means this is definitely afterwards.
1: Okay, right, the
0: okay. first one. Um, so you didn't immediately get a boss fight with Aldia afterwards.
1: No, I never ever fought the man. Or fire. oh my gosh, okay. Bye.
0: But well, if you follow his quest line, you get you fight him at the end. Oh really? Yeah, and he's a, he's kind of a cool boss fight. He kind of like dissolves oh, into the yeah. floor and then pops back up and then does fire me stuff. Uh, he's kind of a cool boss fight, um, of which I ended up having to take on alone because my crew. Oh,
1: just but they didn't were make all it. dead. Turns does out that they still, were a candy crew. Does that still. Is he still get heaps of health or does it, is it based on when he comes on? He's got
0: heaps of health. Yeah. like Like, I mean, he's. He's mechanically harder than Nishandra, but not as sturdy as Throne Watcher. Because Def- I, I believe they're all tuned to be like, okay, if you did everything in this game, you're going to have a 1-2-3 boss whammy. So by the time you get to Aldia, unless you know what you're doing, you've done this before, your resources are running super low. And you're looking at like, sh- sh- should I use a Divine Blessing? No, wait, I'll save it. I'll save my Divine Blessing. I'll just use Life Gems. Um... So, yeah, uh, well, the boss fight is a lot of fun, but a lot of that fun comes from the story for me, like what it represents. So, you can fight Aldia, and it's part of the canonical story of Dark Souls 2. Alright, so, you, uh, to reenact what happened, Craig sat on his thumbs for roughly six months to a year, waiting for the DLC to release, Yeah and then... It's like, all right, we actually started this uh, episode when we first started the show. (laughs) And now we're finally getting to the DLC. So DLC in Souls games are generally always a high point, right? Like they're always, oh, this is a great capper for the end game. Um, It's something I've always saved because I need my uh, push in case of emergency button. And that is Dark Souls DLC. So when the game first came out, I bought all three of them and never touched them. And then when Scholar came out, they're all in there, but I never touched them because there will be a time where there's no more souls left to play. And I'll have to go back to it. And I decided this was the best time to break that seal and check out the DLC. So I got some new Dark Souls 2 content. Let's talk about it, Craig. First we have Shulva Sanctum City. uh, The
1: Poison Pit of Doom. Poison just poison that are you um are you uh, oh no we spoke about that last time didn't we like the area of effect status places oh yeah well oh yeah this is this
0: is old hat it's kind of like you just kind of wink and go all right dark souls keep it classy i know, I know. um this place I found not fun to explore. It's very convoluted to explore, right? Mm-hmm. Like you got to hit the little thingies and the tower rises and yeah. the stuff on there. Eh. What I did like about this, I also didn't like that, that second half where you're falling through a lot of the, the place to get down to Ilana.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I just didn't find it very fun. Um, but me and my mastodon hammer made quick work of it. <laughs> and we made it to Ilana, the squalid queen, who is basically Nishandra, But that, you know, makes sense in the story, but uh, think of a poison nishandra Not much different on the moveset, but the, here's the kicker. She can summon other bosses.
1: Yeah, yeah. Who,
0: who did you get whammied with? Or did you kill her fast enough?
1: Um, no, no, no! I definitely didn't. I didn't kill her fast enough. I got heaps of skeletons, and I got—is it Veltstat or?
0: I got I got Veltstat too. Yeah, the, okay. the, the bell guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The bell one. Honestly, she can also what? summon Pain. the little pigs from oh
1: no. Yep, yep. And I think ah, oh, like that's great. That's awesome. Everyone's terrified of those stupid little pigs. I hate them. I hate that. <laughs> I spent the first half of the game thinking, "Oh God, I was going to restart." thinking that I could make them friendly <laughs> if I didn't attack them first.
0: Um, but yeah, uh, I would say not not a terribly difficult boss, but a boss with a timer, and they didn't really do that now in Dark Souls 2 earlier. It's like, oh, okay, if I don't kill you fast enough, you summon something. That's a cool little twist. Uh, every one of these DLCs has a optional area, and the optional area always has a boss. Uh, in this and in Ilium Lois... They're not exactly the interesting to talk about. Like, in this, it's just a group of NPCs. Like, it's a party battle, right? And in Ilium Lois, it's the Royal Pets, which you've already killed one of. So it's not really that interesting. We'll talk about it when we talk about Ava. But um, the other boss in this is Sin. Uh, I think one of the best dragon
1: fights they've done. Oh, it's, like, far better than earlier. And I, again, feel bad because... It's literally a dragon that's just sleeping. Like, I, I, there must be story reasons to kill it, but a sleeping dragon? I just I just feel that's overkill.
0: And he's got spears stuck in him, mm-hmm. and he's, he's not having a good day. No, he's not. Second and of all, can... I was not having a good day because my mastodon hammer broke halfway through the flight. Oh, God.
1: No, I was, was going to say, I was having a good day because accidentally, unless I am confusing this again, managed to lop off his tail Nope, you can lop this? off his tail. Okay, yeah. right, fine. Oh, God.
0: Turns out it's really hard to cut off tails with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I gave it my best shot. So how did you deal with the, uh, I don't want to say the rot mechanics, because that's a Selden ring, uh, the weapon degradation that comes just from hitting him, just from being around him?
1: Oh, so this was, by by this point, I had multiple weapons in my inventory just in case, and it was just a case of switching.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, see, no, I didn't go unprepared. Uh, I had to do that. Let me fight the boss while going through my equipment. Oh, don't have the stats for that. Okay, let's switch over to this. Luckily, I picked up somewhere an unupgraded Mastodon hammer. So it was just, okay, good. <laughs> I got the moves that I want. Just don't hit as hard. I got this. Mm-hmm. Uh, this took me two shots to get him because I, I just got
1: whammied. Yeah, that's fair enough. But and, yeah, it, um...
0: it was an enjoyable fight, I would
1: say. Yeah. And like, as I say, much better dragon fight than what you oh, sp- described earlier. The
0: ancient dragon. Oh, yeah. yeah the an- ancient dragon. And guardian dragon. Yeah. And the, guardian,
1: dra- oh, guardian dragon was the worst. And, you know, anyway. I
0: agree. All right. Moving on to the crown of the eye. Iv- oh, in each one of these DLCs, you get a crown that has specific uses. Like, you get a crown that raises five of your physical stats, and then you get a Crown that raises five-year intelligence stats, and then the last one I think it—if you wear it, you don't hollow when you die.
1: Yeah, that's when I figured that out. That was me. I was set for life with that crown. I
0: can't help but feel like such a douchebag when I wear the crowns. I, I can't wear them. I just can't.
1: No, nah, I I had to I had to wear that crown because the hollowing mechanic—the not the not the hollowing mechanic itself, but losing health. Got me a wee bit. It just felt.
0: That's that's fair enough. I mean, yeah. I mean, I some of us don't need you know. So I've never died. I think in a Dark Souls game, so I, I didn't even know that existed. Until like Google did. Um, so next up, we have Brune Tower in the Crown of the Ivory King. Nope, nope. Crown of the Old Iron King. Correct. Ivory King. Yeah. That's last. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like this place. Just flat out, I don't like it. Why? I I find, I find the area cool. I like the story behind it. You know the fact that this is all ash. It's not snow. Oh look, it's people. I, I like that. I like I like the cool things like going up the giant chain and doing that. I found the whole area a little too samey. Like it very much. But on the, the other hand, you have those cool like giant. Elevators that I really liked, but the moment to moment, okay, I'm still waddling through through ash. Oh, oh, look, there's a building that looks like every other building. This one I found the most visually uninteresting, I should say.
1: I'm um, the same castles, not for me. The first, I think it might be the first bit of it where you have to work your way down like that tower, and you're at the top. I managed to somehow jump, roll, and then clip fall and made it at least halfway down the tower without doing anything. Opened oh, the wonderful. door, went around the corner, bonfire. I never went back. Like I, I, I was like, really sorry guys, but you're not even getting to fight me because I can't be hooked with you. Do you um, know who I am? <laughs> Just, um, exactly.
0: You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of the library in Bloodborne where you had to move the staircases and stuff. It's just that kind of level design that I don't like. And granted, this is grading on the largest of curves. This is... I don't like this level design for a Souls game, and that's it. Like, otherwise, it's, it's a fantastically designed level. Uh, so, the first boss I ran into was mm. the Blue Smelter. Okay. And for me, he went down on a toddle. Like, oh. it was nothing.
1: You're you're saying that because you know what I'm going to say, don't you?
0: (laughs) No, I am going to take extreme pleasure in it, though. Yeah, I one-shot this guy. He was... was, was, Oh, it's Smelter Demon. Whatever.
1: Yeah, so Blue Smelter Demon in this, for some unbeknownst reason, this was the boss that took me the most tries in the entire game to beat. (laughs) Despite beating the first one in one shot, like, seriously, just took me so long. It was the boss that made me end up respecing all of them. Like, I put on armor, I put on rings, you know, I was like, right, what kind... I googled what kind of damage does the blue smelter do? Okay, and then equipped myself to defend against that, and then I beat him first time.
0: Craig doesn't get dressed for every boss,
1: just the ones no. that Just the Just the ones that have a status effect that seems to kill me in one shot. Like, he had a few moves that would one-shot me.
0: Oh, well, okay, yeah, but see, I'm I'm rocking up in a uh, strength build, so I'm wearing pretty beefy armor, and I knew, mm-hmm. oh, okay, so that's another thing that I would know from other Souls games, blue equals magic damage, it just does, so anything that's blue, oh, I gotta make sure, you know, my magic defense is up, and so, you know, I popped one of those like, uh, what's it called, the burrs, the little burrs that's like oh, the yeah, flame yeah. burr, the, the magic burr, and it was like, oh, okay, I'm good.
1: Yes, good. You know from previous Souls games that blue equals magic, but you also know that because you can see color. Like that's that's two things going for you.
0: This is so wait, <laughs> so wait, Craig. You're telling me you're colorblind?
1: No. <laughs>
0: um. Okay, so you couldn't tell the difference between
1: the red and the blue smelters. Oh no, I could tell them were a different color. I just I didn't even I did not even click. That it was color-coded damage.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 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 yellow is always lightning, red is always fire, blue is always magic, and then the purpley kinda of wobbly is always like dark damage or the abyss damage or you know whatever.
1: I wish you know. I knew this before now.
0: Well, I this time I can't blame it on you not reading a tooltip. But <laughs> I can blame it on you not changing your approach. Because if you're a spellcaster, you realize, oh, all well, my spells are blue. And if you're casting Miracles, you're like, oh, all well, the Miracles are yellow. So that might be a thing you just learn from playing different builds okay. as well.
1: Yeah, this is its probably a, one of my biggest problems as I am coming at this. I've played the games in the wrong order, and I've played them in an oddly specific build way that probably hasn't let me experience a lot of the game.
0: No, but on a plus note, then you can go back and have a fresh experience too. Alright, so, um, having not played the DLC, but not being enough of a man to say I don't want to know anything about it, I listened to countless podcasts and read countless articles about all the DLC, because I was just super curious, but didn't want to play it, because that would be dumb. Um, And I heard everybody going on about the Fume Knight. Like, oh my gosh, the Fume Knight, best fight in Souls, period, next to Artorias. That made me happy and sad because I don't think Arturius is that good of a boss fight, but I'm like, well, it's Dark Souls 2. Fume Knight's gonna be great, and so I rocked up to Fume Knight and I'm like, all right, this is gonna be a wall. I'm gonna have to hunker down for this. So before I went in, I put on you know the heaviest armor I had, put set up my consumables bar with all the take less damage things, you know, all this stuff. Walked into the boss room, pop, 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 popped everything, and then one shot him. I'm like, ah, ah, that's not fair. Um, I don't think this guy rates for me at all,
1: really. What about you? Oh, no, I like not. This is not on a difficulty scale, but I absolutely and love the fight. I love the fight, I love the arena, look very shiny marble floors, everything you know, like a window at the back outlook, all of that. I, I think you knocked was. out all the
0: idols first, too. By the way, you know those hang like on. little totems that would have that lady, and it would be like a glowing aura coming off of her.
1: Hang on, huh? Ha- hang on. Hang I'm in my, in my in my head. I'm at Saralon.
0: Oh no, no 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 no! This is a fume, like the guy that's all be down in the basement. You down walk in, the and it's basement like
1: the kiln. Okay, let me adapt that answer because I've given you the next one fume night no fume night went down and one i did knock out the totems because you run by the bonfire you run by two of them to get there and you can see that something's going on so you knock them yeah. out of football yourself past the big guys knock the other two out run in not really difficult at all no i i can't say
0: i struggled too much with and this was me going into a boss for the first time dodging, because I was using a 2 handed weapon. I didn't even have a shield to fall back on. And uh, this is, again, as I've said before, this is not to say, ha, you struggled with them, you suck, get good. No, this is just, I think, later games have... Like, that means that Souls bosses kind of have a sell-by date. And if you're coming from Sekiro to Dark Souls 2, everybody looks like they're moving in slow motion. Like, everybody. So... This is just a retrospective look at it, not how dare you struggle with this. This was quote unquote easy. Yeah. yeah. I'm Sure it was hard at the time. Um but yeah, yeah, like I, I didn't I didn't struggle. I like, I really like the cool power up mechanic he gets halfway through. He's like, All right, it's serious business now. And you're like, Yes, sir, it is, and then you bonk him upside the head with a Mastodon hammer. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Or or stab him in the butt with a rapier.
0: Uh, I, I think one is a little bit more polite than the other, but you know, different <laughs> strokes for different folks. So, your big one was Sir Alan. You mm-hmm. loved Sir Alan. I, I hated
1: much. Sir Alan. I can hear that. I can hear him. He's got a fantastic move set. He's really, really cool design. He's like a Samurai Knight person. I don't even know what to describe it. The arena has got that. It's lovely big square, shiny marble floors. Outlook is great at the back, and you're just there, just to have fun, and I I genuinely loved that fight. I genuinely loved that fight.
0: Well, you have physical proof that you love that fight. Uh, I, on the other hand... Got tired of killing all those stupid salamanders every time. Um, <laughs> the four or five times that I had to go up against them. Because I just beat Fume Knight and everybody was all like, Fume Knight was the hardest boss in Dark Souls 2. I'm like, Pishaw. I got this. Pishaw. Uh so I just I just rolled up all by myself. I didn't bring a crew this time. And um he he flattened me hard. Um I there's there's something about the way he moves, cause he does have that samurai-like, I think it's called uh Iajitsu, where you stay still for a minute and then you yeah. just explode into movement. Uh-huh. Every time that sucker got me. Every time. Um, which meant I was smiling like an idiot. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, 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 this is great. Um, it did take me four or five tries to get him. I finally got him. And then you know, I was like, "Hey, Craig, you know, if you if you beat him without getting hit, he commits suicide." And yep. you're like, "Dude, no way!" Uh, and well, unless <laughs> you continue,
1: yeah. So Q, my I downed him. I want to say one. It might have been two, but it it was most likely was one. And then Dave let me know and Q 18 attempts <laughs> before <laughs> before I got him to Seppuku himself or whatever it's called. I, that for me was the highlight of the entire game, was beating Alon without getting hit because of that one tiny wee thing that didn't have a trophy, didn't have any, it didn't do anything. It was just for the. No, it's it's just
0: the little things like cutting off the Rotten's arm. Yeah, it's just mastery. You you proved mastery, I guess would be the best thing to put it.
1: Genuinely loved it. And so, like, I think if Soralon had been a different boss, any other boss, actually, I might not have done it. Maybe if it was Bloodborne, maybe um, Father Gascoigne or Maria or someone like like that. It it took a specific boss for me to put the effort in to spend in you know an hour and a half or two hours trying to beat him. It was it was amazing.
0: <laughs> I, I, I think you broke up for a bit. You said Vicar Amelia in Bloodborne, right?
1: What? No, 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 no. I was I, I was saying like Father Gascoigne or Amelia.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, uh, sorry, you broke up again. Yeah. Nope, oh, you God. just said Amelia, right? Because that's the best boss in Bloodborne. Everyone knows this, Craig. Um,
1: right? Oh, yeah. What I said was it. It would take. It takes the very special boss to make me th- like Alon was so special that I wanted to do that and get him without getting hit.
0: I was being sarcastic because you you said Maria and Gascoigne, not my favorite boss of Bloodborne, Craig. I was just
1: no. Um. um so. This. Gascoigne and Maria are the two best bosses in Bloodborne. Um, You broke
0: up again, but Amelia, I think, is what you said, was the best. So we'll just continue on with that uh, since you're breaking up so bad. All right.
1: I am so confused right now. I'm too tired for this shit, Dave. Anyway. (laughs) I love uh, gaslighting you, Craig. It's adorable. God, that was horrible. Yeah, no, I, I just, best bit of the game was that honestly
0: i I am glad you found something in this game that cracked both your aesthetics and your challenge uh threshold because i i I was worried we'll talk a little bit about this afterwards, but I was worried about that uh so we are starting to run long again we're almost at oh my gosh uh it turns out we like dark souls too Craig uh so next up we have Ilium lois uh since we're running long. We're going to go yada, yada, yada. Really cool set. You get up from the bonfire. Boom. You get blasted with cold winds and the lady's like, ah, ah, ah. I wouldn't come in here if I were you. And you're like, lady, I have to. I paid for this DLC. (laughs) So so you go in. uh, You can either go left and get killed by this invisible monstrosity. Or you can go right and find some eyeballs. Um, Craig, I take it you went right and found some eyeballs.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Eyeballs are the best. So, went right, found eyeballs, <laughs> and then I'm like, I've got to give these eyeballs to someone.
0: Turns out, nope, you'd stuff them into your head, and then some guys are like, give us all. These. I know, I know. Um, I,
1: think I really liked, I, I didn't like the invisible people, but then when I realised that you had to get the eyeballs in your inventory, and then you could see them, I thought that was really hilariously cool. Like, I don't know why. That, that is
0: <laughs> really cool. It's just yeah. something... It's full of flavor and it's a fun mechanic of like, Mm -hmm. if you can get through the invisible people, good on you, buddy. But if you can't, here you go. Um, So the boss fight is Ava the tiger lady. Mm -hmm. Ava sounds feminine to me, so it's a female tiger. Mm -hmm. Um, So not a fun boss. I found it uh, a little frustrating because it also repeats the mechanical mechanic of weapon degradation. Like, if you smack mm-hmm. anywhere but the head, your weapon just shatters to pieces. Eh, eh that's okay.
1: Yeah. Um, I, th- I think that, coupled with the fact that it was fairly not predictable, but just stereotypically cat movie type. That was... I, I, I did cat claws with my fingernails. That were, I just didn't, I didn't like this at all. I, I think I would have rather done it when it was invisible.
0: Um, if this was anybody else, I'd call bullshit on that. But you know what? You might have been able to pull it off while naked, Craig. I hate you. Um, yeah, I I don't I don't think it's as bad. It's just bland. It's just a tiger that uses some ice spells. I didn't really think it was, especially when compared to other big animal fights like Sif. Eh, it's okay. It's all right. Nothing special. Uh, what is special is the Ivory King. Yep. So there's a cool mechanic to this where, if you want, you can go around the non now unfrozen Ilium Lois and pick up bros to help you. Um, yeah.
1: Oh, did, you, did you
0: get the Ilium Lois Knights?
1: Yes, I got the Ilium Lois, Lois Knights. It led to one of the more comical things that happened to me in this entire game. Uh, one of the knights is situated at the top of a very snowy hill. And at the top of that mm-hmm. hill, after you free the knight... You see a tiny snowball And you do do it And it rolls down a snowy hill And then it rolls down the bridge And it plugs the gap in the bridge It's your shortcut mechanic Except it's not just a door or a bridge It's literally a snowball That rolls down, kills the guys on the bridge What Smart Craig did Was I rolled the snowball down And thought, I'm going to totally slide down this hill Wee, (laughs) dead It's like, oh, man, I thought I could totally slide down. I just rolled the snowball down there. No, you, you die if you slide down that. And I was just like, mixture of emotions, you know, like face-palming, laughing, going, oh, my God. I but for just...
0: those few moments, Craig, you truly uh-huh.
1: lived. Oh, honestly, um. I thought that snowball was hilarious. But, yeah, I got, I got all the nights, and it really, really does help with that boss. That boss is pretty impossible because I tried by myself.
0: I, I did too. Like, I, I knew about this from research beforehand, like listening to people. And i like, look, don't go in alone. You won't do it. I was proud that I got him down to a little under half by myself. And then I died. Um, And I was like, okay, yeah. Turns out, um, unless you really want to man mode this, you, you ain't doing it yourself. So then I went the complete opposite route and I <laughs> rolled up with my crew. Um, it was the four Ilium... Lois Knights, plus me, plus three summons, and we we rocked the joint, man. It was great. Uh, and and to their credit, it did not feel like we steamrolled it either. Because whoever whoever the the um, the king decides to focus on, they don't last long. Uh, how about you? How did you do it?
1: Um well I I took my bros my uh, knights I did not have any summons um and it was just that so there's four portals in the arena and I don't know if it was just me reading too much into it but each portal gets frozen at a specific point mm-hmm. but is that when one of the knights dies?
0: Uh one of the knights you bring in sacrifices themselves yeah. to keep the portal shut. Right.
1: Okay, I thought that's what it was. So that to me, was great because you have this mob fight that eventually gets less and less and less, and then you can focus on the main boss. Um I had, had an absolute chuckly laugh with this whole DLC because of that and everything else that happened. Oh, plus just the
0: jumping down and you get that really cool shot of uh, like, oh, there's nothing but lava here. This is amazing.
1: Yeah. And do you know, I, I, hate, I hate myself. I think I said it before with the... the the guy that's half sitting in lava. the, the uh, is fac- Iron King. Iron King. I, whenever I hit that, I was like, oh, I'd be really cold running about naked in the snow. And then you fall into the lava pit thing. And I'm like, must be really warm there. How do they breathe? Like, lava is <laughs> quite, it must be quite caustic on the old lungs. Um,
0: I would imagine so. Um, but if Resident Evil has taught us anything, it's that lava is just pretty water. And you can splash around in it and be fine if you're Chris Redfield. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay, that's the last boss. Um, I want to yeah. say I, I think the DLCs went out with a bang. Like, like mm-hmm. that boss fight is probably one of the best out of the DLCs. Even yeah. if it's just aesthetics, that is really cool. And you can see how, like, I would imagine, do programming that boss fight led to boss fights you see later in Dark Souls Three and Bloodborne. And Le- anyway, all right. We're gonna we're gonna try to clip this as quick as we can because mm-hmm. Craig is dying of being tired. So, in the end, as a person who thrives more on challenge than story, how do you feel about Dark Souls Two?
1: I, on a purely like challenge perspective, it isn't a, it isn't as challenging as probably. Oh, it's back to that thing again. It's not that it's not difficult and it's not challenging. It just depends on what other every Souls game that you play or Bloodborne or whatever is getting you better at that specific kind of game. So it's like and it's like a it's like playing darts. You know, you play darts and you play a different game of darts and you're getting better and better and better. It's not that the first game was more difficult. It's just that you are literally getting better. And I think that coupled with, I don't know, it's it's not they're not simple boss fights, but no, but but it's like if you play Celeste, Mario
0: Three ain't gonna hold much yeah, of a challenge for you.
1: Exactly. So I think that combination of things means it's not as challenging as what it might have been if I'd played it back in the day, for, just after playing Dark Souls One or after a four year break or whatever. So I I, I do think that it I I absolutely loved. This is Final Thoughts now. I'm so sorry. That's fine. That's
0: fine.
1: Uh, but I, I just, I genuinely loved my time with this. The DLC made my day. That last DLC was fantastic. Um, And then the, my, the final thing I did was I got the DLC all done. I then, I finished the game in level 108 or 112. One of the two. I, I keep forgetting which. But then I went back and I beat the Giant Lord another 18 times. <laughs> I, I I raked in about maybe eighty million souls or something like that. Levelled up to two hundred and forty, I believe, and then went in and beat Vendrick. And I thought, mate, you you're you're depressed. So I want to put you out of your misery as quick as possible. So I levelled up to the max, killed Vendrick, and then turned off the game. And I I loved every moment of it, and I felt the need to go back. I spent a lot of time leveling. That was a lot of time, you know, over leveling to beat Vendrick. But I wanted to make sure that I'd done him justice. Well, and that's it. It says something about the story in the game. I've not followed it completely, but I felt I felt things that made me want.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying how dare you, you pleblian. It's interesting too because you are a person who does thrive on the challenge, and I'm glad that. Even just like, oh, this. hmm. Okay. Even if a game offers no challenge, to me, Dark Souls 2 is proof that can still offer something. And that makes me sound way better at these games than I actually am. I'm terrible at these games, I die five million times. But. What keeps bringing me back to Dark Souls 2, and I will... Now that you've experienced 3, I will still say Dark Souls 2 is the best game in the trilogy, hands down. Um, And this is Final thoughts of course. But it's because of the themes it plays with. So I think I mentioned it before, but every time something from Dark Souls 1 shows up, it's busted and broken and bad. Like, it's just... Look at how decrepit this game is. To me, I took that as the programmers saying, look, guys, leave Dark Souls 1 in the past. That's where it belongs. This is the direction we're heading now. This is where we want to go. And I think for a developer that got a super flash in the pan, like popular because of Dark Souls, right? Like it just exploded. That was incredibly brave to do that whole, Now we're not going to make the sequel everybody wants, we're going to make a sequel we want to make. And I think that's why Dark Souls 3 is as unsatisfying as it is not mechanically. Mechanically Dark Souls 3 is great. The it it was it's an interesting thing to have to watch because because everybody and this is my tin foil hat conspiracy theory, right? Um when Dark Souls 1 first came about you had a lot of people on YouTube and podcasts digging into that lore, right? Like, just digging into it. And people started to make a living off of making videos about Dark Souls. You know, you have YouTubers that just, that they started with that, and that's now their livelihood. And fair game to that. If you can do that, that's awesome. But because of those people and the community that got my head headcanon is cooler than actually what's on the page, that's why Dark Souls 2 is so unsatisfying to them. No, the idea I thought of in my head is cooler than what you did. Hence, this sucks. And I think what Dark Souls 3 did was them getting frustrated and saying, you know, fine, you want Dark Souls 1 again? We'll do Dark Souls 1 again. And then they just did the Dark Souls 1. Everything in Dark Souls 3 is related to Dark Souls 1 at some point. And I think that's why the Souls series ended and they just moved on. And I'm cool with that. that, that that's great. You, you did Elden Ring. You don't have to worry about tying anything together with anything else. Go for it. Same with, like, Sekiro, right? Like, you can obviously tell that they're like, look, we want to do something different. Or Bloodborne. Perfect example. That's why I think if they do Bloodborne 2, the same thing's going to happen again. You're going to have so many people going, oh, oh, but is this actually Father Gascoigne? Oh, is this, is this, is this Vicar Amelia? Oh, are they related to Ludwig? You're going to have the same thing happen. And people are going to walk away unsatisfied because people want things to tie together like a bow. Yeah, and see, I don't think I,
1: no. On no, I mean I've been sorry. I've been rambling for a while, dude. Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I was just gonna say, I think that's that's where I fit into a different subset of people that isn't. I I just if they said Bloodborne too, I would not even be like oh no, 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 I'd just play. I'd give me things to sidestep and dodge and stab, please. I want more to that. I, I think I have morphed into
0: more on your side, especially with the way I tackled Sekiro and Elden Ring. It was very much just a, no, you know what? We're going to appreciate this. I will gather what I gather from it, but I'm here for the gameplay of it, man. this is, And I think Dark Souls 2 was the last time in the Soul series that the story was really interesting and it had things to say. And that's it. Like, that's all, all my, my grousing and blah, 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 boils down to. Is I think, hmm, I think the fandom sort of spoiled what Dark Souls had. And that's not me going, eh, man, you ruined this cool thing I had. It's not not it at all. It's just, fandoms do that, man. They just do. Um, I mean, I'm seeing, what's weird is I'm seeing the same thing happen with other franchises that used to be niche. And are now super popular. Like, you know, Resident Evil, Monster Hunter. You know, like those kind of things. It's interesting to see how a fandom, for good or for ill, can shape a franchise. And that happened for Souls. Now, I think we might be done, Craig. I think we finally might be done. If you have stuck with us through all the grousing and the having to wait and the weird splits and the episodes, thank you very much. I I very much appreciate it. This is a game that is super special to me. I really enjoy this game. Um And obviously it, it it still has a little something to offer. Now, Craig, will you having gone through this,
1: ever replay
0: this? Like honest answers, of course.
1: Yeah, 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 well definitely. Um I'm going. To, I want to get to the end of whatever the hell journey I'm on just now with all these games, and then I really, I promise, you, I, I absolutely pledge that I will adapt a playstyle <laughs> to some. I will use a shield. I will use a sword or an axe or something big, a claymore or something, and I will play it differently because I think the challenge that I had with Bloodborne, which was the first one I picked up, set my playstyle now. And it's been really... It's a great challenge. And the thing I've only just started realising is... If I start all this again... Apart from Bloodborne, obviously... I'm not going to be running about with a Sword and Shield and Bloodborne... But if I start... A that, that obviously has the least amount of build yeah. variety too. But if I choose a different build... I'm going to get all that same challenge again. And that's the bit that I find enjoyable. So if I start with Dark Souls 2 again... And say I'm I'm running a strength build immediately... I've given myself a whole new game to play. You now, uh, the thing
0: you were supposed to remind me of that you forgot, but I just remembered it's a cool, I get to ask you a question. So in Bloodborne, magic was done through items. Do you prefer that version to the I have to use a stick and select the spell?
1: Uh yeah, yeah. Like I, I totally didn't get it at all. I I managed this time I man no. I didn't even do anything in this game at all. In Dark Souls Three, I've managed to get a a a spell onto the D pad, and I still didn't. Even though you've told me twice now, I still didn't figure out how to use it. So I just left it sitting. Um, So you would prefer if they were like
0: those, like you know, the the auger shell or the quicksilver bullet item. In
1: okay, that's fair enough. Mm -hmm. I I quite like Um, that, and and then I'm not going to lie. I barely use them as well because I am the person that keeps all my grenades and RPG ammo to the end of the game and then doesn't well, cause use Well, Because what if anything. you need them? What if I mean, you need exactly, them, Craig? <laughs> exactly. The game is over. The credits are rolling. And I'm like, 1,500 <laughs> items. I'm like, oh, gunpowder ash times 7,000.
0: <laughs> um, Yeah. Um, I thank you very much for trying this because I know you're... Patience for older mechanics and older games It runs thinner than mine. And I'm very glad that you found something interesting in this,
1: man. I'm, I'm really did to enjoy it.
0: So, if anybody ever tells you Dark Souls 2 is the worst one, you can point them to these two overly long... Or three overly mm-hmm. long, bloated, chatty episodes about why they're wrong. And why it doesn't matter because people have personal taste. It's fine. Alright, again, thank you very much for listening, dear listener, and Craig, thank you for coming along on this journey all over the world of Drang Lake. We will catch you next time on Hotline Miami 1 and 2.